0: Good morning, this is Larry Hunter, and you're listening to 5-Minute Inspirations, and I want to say, as I like to say at the beginning of every segment, thank you so much for taking the time out. You got a lot of things to do today, I know that, but thank you for taking time out to listen to what I have to share today. I was listening to a a fellow anchor person yesterday, and to make a long story short, this person was having a difficult time because the, the person has made the decision to go for the dream, to pursue the dream. Of her heart and to her surprise it seemed like close friends as well as some family members began to come against her you know make snide remarks and and even call her a sellout and so she kind of she was talking about it and she posed the question you know are you a sellout if you decide to really go for the dream that's in your heart and that thing just really touched me you know and i just wanted to comment on that to encourage you in case you might be going through something similar When you finally reach the point in your life where you're going to get serious about the dream that's rolling around in your heart, it's not anymore, oh, that'd be nice, or I hope someday to be so-and-so, or boy, I sure wish that that would happen. No, when it comes to the point that you decide, hey, I'm going to go for it. I am going to pursue this dream that God put into my heart. Watch out, because when you do that, you're going to make people around you feel uncomfortable some people around you and particularly the people who have not made the same commitment to pursue the dream of their heart man that you it's like you're shining a spotlight on them you decided you're going to go for it and you're shining a spotlight on them and so they make remarks like oh you're too good for us now oh you know you know stuff like that hey you got to be ready for that okay don't stop pursuing the dream that's in your heart on that account Just realize that that's just part of the package. That just comes with it. People are going to misunderstand you. And this is a funny thing. People will misunderstand you now and be very verbal about it. But later on down the road, they'll come back to you and apologize and say, Man, now I see what you were doing. I see what you were talking about now. So you got to be ready for that at the outset. I'm reminded of Jesus, man. Think about Jesus. He's our example. You know his call. His call was to preach the word. His call was to give his life as a ransom for, for all of us to be reconciled back to God. But, you know, you know, he had a family just like we have families. And the word of God talks about in Mark chapter 3. It's a good chapter to read. Mark chapter 3. He was out preaching. And it says in Mark chapter 3, for example, let me see here. In verse 20, it says, Then the multitude came together again, so that they could not so much as eat bread. There were so many people coming to Jesus' meetings and everything, they didn't even have a chance to stop and eat. Check out verse 21, Mark 3, 21. But when his own people heard about this, they went out to lay hold on him, for they said, he is out of his mind. Okay, so now this is his family, his very own family. Jesus is going forth, preaching the word, teaching, healing, having tremendous success as well, and his own family said, man, look at here, they went out to lay hold of him, for they said he is out of his mind. Now, bump on down to verse 31. Mark 3:31. It says, because then, now Jesus is still preaching. Now his, his family comes on the scene. Then his brothers and his mother came, and standing outside, they sent to him, calling him. And a multitude was sitting around him, and they said to him, Look, your mother and your brothers are outside seeking you. But Jesus answered them, saying, Who is my mother or my brothers? And he looked around the circle, in a circle at those who sat about him and said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God is my mother and my sister. I mean, my brother and my sister and my mother. See, that passage used to mess with me because I was like, Dang, that's kind of cold, Jesus. What's up with that? But now I see what's happening. You cannot let the contrary comments... The negative forces that come against you stop you from pursuing your dream. Even when they come from the people that you love the most, your family, uh, people that you work with, your your friends that you hang out with. Understand that when you get serious, then it's going to make others feel uncomfortable. People are going to misunderstand you. They're going to lash out against you. But if you are following the dream that's in your heart that God put there, you keep on keeping on. It's going to be all worth it. And the people that are not understanding you now, they'll be blessed and they'll understand as time goes on. That's all I got time for today. This is Larry Hunter, 5-Minute Inspirations. Let me hear from you. All right. please. Well, good morning and welcome to 5-Minute Inspirations. You're listening to Larry Hunter. And I appreciate you tuning in, taking time to listen to this segment Uh, I know you're pretty busy. And uh, as you'll recall, over the past few segments, I have had it on my heart just to talk a little bit about purpose, about God's divine purpose for us. And I want to talk today about something that, you know, we've all been guilty of this. It's really a trap that we've fallen into many times. And that trap is that of comparing ourselves with others. We should never compare ourselves with others. And I want to give you a few reasons as to why. The Word of God even says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12 2nd Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12 says for we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise bottom line it's not wise when we compare ourselves with others now why is it not wise I'm going to give you four reasons real quick as to why we should never get fall into the comparison trap again number one is that the assignment of another person is not necessarily your assignment. God has created each one of us with a particular purpose in mind, and your purpose or your assignment is not gonna be the same as your neighbor's. So don't compare yourself with that person, okay? Number two, all right, number one was that their assignment is not your assignment. Number two is that their design is not your design. Man, I love this about God. See, remember I just mentioned that God creates each one of us with a purpose in mind, well, he goes one step beyond that. According to your purpose, God designs you. That's why you find, if you, if you understand your purpose, that's why you, you find that certain things you can do easier than people around you can do. Why? Because God has gifted you. He has equipped you to be able to fulfill your assignment. So now what good would it do for me to compare myself? Let's say that I can't sing myself out of a uh, <laughs> wet paper bag but i'm comparing myself with somebody who can sing i mean like with with uh bb winens or something like that i mean what in the world that's like comparing apples to oranges somebody says okay which is better the apple or the orange that's not a fair comparison that's not even a valid question to ask which is better who knows it depends on the purpose in mind now if i was thinking about making a pie well the apple would be my choice anybody had an orange pie before I sure hope not. But anyway, each, the apple and the orange, they each were created the way they were created because of the purpose that God had in mind when he made them. Same thing with you and your neighbor. You are created the way you've been created because of the purpose that God had in mind in creating you. So number one, their assignment is not your assignment. Number two, their design is not your design. Number three, things are not always the way that they appear to be. Many people are fronting or they're masquerading. That is, whether purposefully or not, they appear to be one way when in reality things in their lives and about them are really quite different okay so keep that in mind when you're comparing you're like you're like comparing yourself to the photoshop version of the person that you see you can never measure up to some picture that's been photoshopped right (laughs) and number four number four is that as to why you should never compare yourself with others is that you without god's help really are unqualified to give an accurate assessment about who you are and what you can do. You remember Moses in Exodus chapter 3, God began to speak to Moses about his assignment to deliver the Hebrew people from cruel Egyptian slavery. Moses began to argue with God, y'all. He began to argue with God for his limitations, when all the while the Lord held the accurate assessment about Moses and his abilities. Wow, so those are four reasons why we should never compare ourselves with others. Now let me tell you what we should do instead. Instead of wasting another moment comparing ourselves with other people or maybe a specific person, you go to God ask him to reveal to you the following things. And we've already talked about these things. Number one, ask God to reveal to you his assignment or his purpose for your life. Where do you fit in? What contributions are you here to make? And number two, your design. Ask God how He's made you. Ask Him to show you your unique set of talents and abilities. And when you find out what they are, get after them. You work that gift, okay? You work it. And number three, ask God for His point of view. That you begin to see people and the world through His eyes. When you do that, it's a whole new ball game. God bless you. I hope you're encouraged by this word. Let me hear from you. Call in. Write in. Let me hear what's on your heart. This is Larry Hunter, 5 Minute Inspirations. See you next